Welcome to the Explore with Visit Bradford podcast, helping you discover everything Bradford and District has to offer. Whether you're after incredible history, entertainment, the great outdoors, shopping opportunities, luxury dining or fantastic museums, this part of West Yorkshire has something for you. I'm John Foster, and in this episode, let's check out some of the exciting options the Bradford District has to offer on a night out. We'll visit Haworth to see what the home of the Brontes has to offer of an evening. We'll catch a show at Ilkley Playhouse and track down a small venue that features live folk, roots and acoustic music from around the world. So we start this podcast in the centre of Bradford itself at the National Science and Media Museum. Now, I am sitting in a cinema auditorium and it's very bizarre to be talking at normal level, but there's no one else in here apart from David Burton, who is the commercial manager here. And although the museum closes into the evening, the Pictureville Cinema and the other cinemas around Bradford that you look after are very much alive and open. Very much so. And um, this is one of the messages that we are trying to get across. Um, We perhaps are one of um, Bradford's best kept secrets and the plan is to become one of Bradford's worst kept secrets. Um, So, yeah, we've got three screens um, showing nightly um, five days a week. Um, We're really keen for people to come and see it. It's a fantastic space to see um, films and it's a full day out because obviously we're part of the uh, National Science and Media Museum. So we're part of a, a kind of an experience that can give a family a full day out in Bradford. And that's what we're trying to promote at the moment. And Yorkshire's largest independent cinema. Yeah, that's true. So we've got three screens. We've got Pictureville, where we're currently seated. Um, we've got the kind of hidden gem, which is um, Cubby, which seats about 100. And obviously, we've got our flagship IMAX, which very much celebrates the best in blockbuster um, cinema. We present that both in 2D and 3D. And um, it was the first IMAX screen in Europe, and it remains the largest IMAX screen in, in um, the region. Um, in Pictureville, we very much celebrate kind of mainstream art house, family favorites, classics. So we've got um, a variety variety of different formats we can screen in, um, both digital and print. And then Cubby is where we kind of celebrate kind of emergent filmmakers and more independent films. So that's a great place to see foreign language films and world cinema. So between the three screens, we hope we've got most spaces covered. And you have the only public Cinerama screen in the world. What is Cinerama? Oh, that's a fantastic question. <laughs> um, if you imagine um, IMAX in the 1950s, so basically it's a curved screen. It's um, simultaneously projected across three projectors. So it celebrates both kind of the the opportunities of um, cinema as it was in the 1950s, but also the skills of projectionists. So basically it's designed to be an immersive experience. We've got three projectionists in three different booths, each projecting um, a strip of um, cinema out onto this curved screen. And the idea was to create as near to a 3D or an IMAX experience as you could get in the 1950s. And as you mentioned, we've got the only remaining one that shows to the public at this point in time um, in the world. Wow. So definitely one of the things that you have to get here and come and take a look at. I mean, Brad- Bradford itself is the world's first UNESCO city of film. So amongst all of the releases that you have here, do you do local films as well? Yeah, we celebrate um, local filmmakers and also films that are set within the region. Um, So we work very closely with the city of film. Um, So recently we showed the um, homecoming premiere of A Bunch of Amateurs. Um, That was a sold out event. It was an opportunity for the public to meet the filmmakers that were at the heart of the film itself. So we were proud to host that. But yeah, we hosted a premiere of the um, Bronze film Emily earlier this autumn. Last year, we hosted the kind of regional premiere of Ali and Ava uh, with Cleo Bernard. So yeah, we really like to celebrate films that are made 
in the location and obviously are of films about Bradford, such as um, Bunch of Amateurs, which has been, I think, our most successful independent film this year. Now, during the lockdown and, and the coronavirus pandemic, we didn't get out to the cinema very much. But now that we are starting to get back into a normal routine, there's nothing matches that authentic cinema feeling, does it? No, not at all. And this is one of the messages that we're really keen to get across. I think people have become very much wedded to their TVs at home and we do understand that. And I think there's a, there is a, a role for both of them. It's like the, the streaming of, of modern film is, is a fantastic opportunity for people to find out about film. But really to see it properly, you've got to come to a cinema, you've got to see it on a proper screen and we are still a lot bigger even than the most um, expensive and largest TV screen. <laughs> So, of course, through the day, you can visit the museum next door. When that closes in the evening, this is when the cinemas start to open. So, actually, you could have a full day immersing yourself in the film experience. Yeah, very much so. So, through the day, we tend to screen um, exclusively in IMAX and we tend to do factual documentaries. So, we do these amazing 3D, um, one-hour-long documentaries about space, about dinosaurs, natural history. And that kind of um, augments the experience of being in the museum. But, yeah, once the museum closes its door, we open our cafe bar, we open our doors and yeah, you can spend, you can spend a good 12 hours here if you want. So do you still have a projectionist who loads the film up and everything like that? Has the technology moved on a little bit since then? It's a mixture of both. So our standard kind of uh, weekly program, the majority of it is actually digitally delivered. Um, the, the quality of digital projection these days is absolutely fantastic. Um, but we also do like to celebrate film on print. So we show films on 35mm, on 70mm. And yes, we do still have a projectionist. There you go, you see. Um, what's the best way of finding out what is on show? Um, the best way is to land on the museum's website, and um, so it's the National Science and Media Museum, and then if you click on the cinema pages, you'll see a full breakdown of all the new films we've got on release, plus um, an easy-to-access booking page. So we do ask people to book in advance, it just makes their visits a lot smoother. You can also buy tickets on the day, so you can just come to the bar or the box office. But yeah, we advise that people book in advance, it gives them a chance to look at our seating plans and decide where they want to sit, and then we can welcome them on arrival. So there's plenty to do in Bradford during the evening. You can obviously come and take in a film. Where else should I be going in Bradford? I think Bradford is perhaps kind of um, under-celebrated in terms of its nighttime economy. And again, it's one of the messages we're trying to get out. We aren't in competition with other evening um, businesses. We're trying to work together to rebuild that sense that Bradford is a great night out. So some of the other places you can um, visit are the Alhambra Theatre, which is just next door to us, St. George's Concert Hall, which I believe is one of the oldest existing concert halls in Europe. And there are some amazing bars and cafes throughout Bradford and our staff all live locally. So we're happy to advise. So yeah, you know, if you've not been out in Bradford, for a while, I really heartily advise you come down and give it a go. Well, thanks, David. People are starting to come in for the next film, so we'd better get out of here. So, Ron Duclo, you founded the Live Room here in Saltaire around 10 years ago. What a fantastic place uh, this is at the Caroline Street uh, Social Club. Tell us a little bit more about it. We formed it about 10 years ago. It was in May 2012 was our first show. And actually, we're just coming up as we speak. We're just coming up to our 300th show. So, yeah, 10 years, 300 shows. Um, and, and we and we put on acts from all around the world. So as well as Folk and Roots um, acts through the, from the UK, uh, we've had acts here from America, Canada, Australia, all over the place, really. So, uh, yeah, we have a great reputation for Folk and Roots and Americana music. 
So what do, say, for instance, those acts that come from different shores, when they land here in salt air in Bradford, what do they think? Well, they're always quite amazed, really, when they, when they walk, have a walk around the village here in Saltaire, um, because it, it's not like anywhere else. It's um, it, it's sort of, well, that's part of Bradford. It sort of sits on its own. It occupies its own little sort of territory here. And um, so they're always, they're always really amazed by, you know, they, they walk around the mill, over to the park and around the streets here. And um, and and it, it's got that sort of feel of um, which it is an old Victorian village, and uh, so you know if you can imagine coming in from an axe coming from the states here, there's not really anywhere like it anywhere else. Um, and so yeah, so they love it here. They love the atmosphere in the village. So what was the thinking behind it in the first place to get it set up? Well, it goes back years. This really, I mean, Hillary and I am a partner who do this. Um, we started all this back 25 years or so ago, back in Mid Wales. Uh, where we lived for 20 years. And, um, and we ran a small arts association there. And part, well, a big part of that, uh, that uh, work that we did there uh, was the live music. You know, time moves on and, um, and we moved up here to Yorkshire. Hilary was originally born in Yorkshire, born in Bingley. Um, so she came back and uh, we moved up here. And um, after a while, um, we, we looked around and we thought, wouldn't it be good if we could get going again? And, and it just coincided with seeing a little article in one of the local sort of, um, it was a real owl magazine, actually, sitting in Fanny's, just up the road here. And um, saw an article in there about Caroline Street Social Club and the fact they wanted to expand their music offer. Um, so we came down here. Uh, we met Paul Owen, who's who's the business business manager here. And had a walk around the club. And, um, and as you can see, walking around here, it's a very, very traditional what was a working man's club built originally for the workers in the mill here next door. And, um, and it still operates as a social club. Uh, we've still got the, the snooker, the bingo goes on here, all those, all those, all those traditional things. But it's also got like a lot of these clubs, a fantastic concert room with a, you know, a stage, um, great size bar at the side there. It's got the disco ball as well for the, for those dances and parties. So, you know, it's got, it's got all the, all the, all the accoutrements you'd think for, social club and um, and when we looked at it we thought would well, this be perfect for what we wanted to do so um so we made some plans talked it over with them uh, and uh, and booked our first gig which was um jackie oates uh, who's an award-winning uh, folk singer from in england here and we haven't looked back since and as usual with these things once you establish a program um, and it's a, a good quality program. Um, you know, we know our music, so we, we know what to book. People will start beating a path to your door. So pretty quickly we were being contacted by booking agents and artists from, from the UK and all over the world to come and play here. And, um, and we're part of the, the established now grassroots music scene in the UK, part of the Music Venues Alliance, which is an alliance of over 900 venues up and down the country. We do about 35 to 40 shows here a year. And it's, it's just a fantastic place, fantastic place to, to put music on. And here we are in the live room. As you said, there's the stage, there's the glitter ball, and it has a, a tremendous atmosphere um, when it's empty. So when it's busy and when it's full and there's a great act on, it must be absolutely an incredible place. It is. It's got a fantastic atmosphere. I mean, as a lot of these old clubs have, um, they've got that warmth about them. And so when people walk in here and they see the stage and the lights are up and the, the house lights are down and, you know, sometimes we, you know, we, we set it out with candles on the tables here. It's got, it's got a fantastic warmth about it. And, um, and it, it attracts people from all over the country to come to the shows here. And we have two members who come in from Norway. 
It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. And like you say, it is a proper traditional social club, all within the gaze of Salt's Mill as well. So it's a perfect setting. With the mill, it's got a big arts vibe about it anyway. And um, and a lot of people um, from uh, within the arts industry tend to, do tend to come and live in Saltier. So it's got that draw about it. So from uh, the point of view of starting a new music venture, it's got a lot going for it. And also we've got Saltier Station, which is almost next door to the to the club here. So it's very easy to reach. And what about plans for the future of the live room? Is it just to keep adapting and to keep growing it? It is, yeah. Literally, we could fill every night here if we had the energy and the time to do that. But um, we're already booked for a year in advance, and that's not unusual. In fact, sometimes we, you know, we booked we we're booking acts eighteen months in advance from the states. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's not going to be stopping anytime soon. So, how do we find out about what's happening here? So if you look up Caroline Street Social Club, there's a website there and the links to our website is on there. Our website is theliveroom.info and you can buy tickets through our website there, see everything about what's coming up. You can also download our app. And it's such a special place, this Saltaire. Um, there's also like a, th- a thriving nighttime economy alongside yourself. So there's various places to go and eat and different bars as well. There is. Saltaire is a great place to come and visit anyway. Um, it's great for a walk around. There are great um, restaurants and bars all around Saltaire now. Since we've been here in 10 years, um, there, there's a there's a lot more nightlife developed here. So you've got Fanny's, which is a, a famous bar just up the road, but also up on Saltaire. Uh, on the main road here, you've got a choice of restaurants and bars in which to drink as well. So 10 years, congratulations on the first 10 years. And here's, I think we better have a drink. Here's to the next 10 years. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks to you. This is the Explore with Visit Bradford podcast. I'm John Foster. So what else does the Bradford area have to offer at night? We're now in Ilkley, about 45 minutes by car from Bradford and at the wonderful Ilkley Playhouse centre stage at the moment. Jay is the artistic director. Hiya, Jay. And if you're coming for a night out in Ilkley, the Playhouse must be top of the list. Absolutely. We're very privileged to have such wonderful facilities here. So we've got two theatres in the building. Um, Because of that, we're able to offer quite a range of things. But equally, both are quite small. So we've got, you know, we're working uh, complementary ways with the King's Hall, which has the, the bigger venue. So together, it makes a really good evening package. So working together, yeah, which is always a great thing because it makes Ilkley more of a destination than it already is. And you do a bit of everything here, don't you? All sorts of different shows. Yeah, well, we absolutely try. Um, Originally, we started off producing plays primarily, uh, of all different kinds, though. So a lot of it's comedy. Uh, recently, we had a production on that, that was about cycling. And Ilkley actually has the biggest uh, cycling club in the country. So that was really well supported because people were interested in that. So we try and capture local interest in our plays whenever we can. Also, seasonal things, something jolly for Christmas. But now we've introduced musicals as well. So that's happened small scale musicals here um, and then in as a, a visiting companies we have comedy and we have music acts so that whole range of stuff is happening here um, there's not many uh, weeks in the year when something's not happening at Ilkey Playhouse so you're busy all year round which is good to to hear as well and you've mentioned about uh, local groups and also touring groups coming in as well but the community play a huge part in Ilkley Playhouse 
Playhouse, don't they? Oh, yes, definitely. Because Ilky Players, whose home is here in the Playhouse, we're a wholly volunteer organisation. So um, if you're looking for something to do in the evening, then not only to come along and act or sing, but we're always looking for people to help us backstage. We um, have volunteers front of house. There's so many opportunities for people to be part of this as well as to be the audience. And the numbers are growing, aren't they, of people who want to get involved and help, which obviously means that this place, along with Ilkley, is a must-see destination oh, in the yeah. evening. Yes, it's definitely a great place to come. And um, it, it's, it's always busy in the evening anyway, but I think it's, it's, we're so welcoming here to people who want to actually do something on a regular basis rather than just turn up on an odd occasion and pay money to see something. So again, that's another uh, useful evening activity in Ilkley. And people do travel a long way and we're quite near the train station and the bus station so it's very accessible if you're not an Ilkley resident. And there must be lots of bars and restaurants as well to get that pre-theatre meal or drink. Oh yes absolutely I mean that that's quite a regular thing here that people sometimes come running in at the last minute because they've had a, a drink or a meal beforehand. Uh, of course we've got a bar but we don't do uh, we don't do meals unfortunately but yeah um, a wealth of opportunities in Ilkley for places to eat and drink before or after the show. So, Jay, where is the best place to go to find out what's on at the Ilkley Playhouse? Well, the most immediate contact really is direct to our office and you can reach that through our website, which is www.ilkeyplayhouse.co.uk. Thank you, Jay. Right, time to head to Haworth. So we're here at another fabulous place for a night out, the Treehouse Bar and Kitchen. Uh, we're in the Nest, which is the top level, which is absolutely fantastic. There's wood panelling, we've got fauna and foliage around as well, some tables, some big screens as well, if you want to watch some sport action or some TV. And we're right opposite the Keithley Worth Valley Railway as well. Now with me is Benji, the manager. Benji, how long has the Treehouse been here? We opened in May 2021, just after, you know, like the second lockdown, really. So obviously the building and the place had been planned like a year before to open. But obviously just the state of the economy and obviously lockdown, we just had to take our time really before we opened to the public. So when you came out of lockdown, I bet you couldn't wait. Yeah, well, you know, like we've been ready to go for you know, about a year with all the plans. So... You know, when we opened, it was you know, like it worked out a perfect time, really. So, you know, with the outdoor spaces we've got, and obviously, you know, like that people not, you know, being out properly, really, for over a year, you know, eager to get back into the hospitality venue. So, it, it was a great time to showcase the brand. Why the name the Treehouse? Well, it's owned by you know, like two brothers, you know, like Frank and Rob Stott, and I think they had the name. Once I came on board, it was about you know, like creating the brand like around the treehouse. As you can see inside the venue, it's quite, I mean, like it's quite heavily branded like around the name. You've got, you know, the tree feature in the middle. You've got all the reclaimed timber on the walls. You've got the foliage and the three floors of the venue. You've got the treehouse, which is the main area, you know, like the nest, which is the treehouse you know, above the tree. And then the downstairs area like, is called the ground. So it's the grounds like below the treehouse. So when you walk down, it's a bit more, you know, floral, a bit more lighter downstairs and you know, like, a bit of a different style as well. So it's all meant to, you know, like run through so you can understand what each floor is meant to be, you know, like within the brand. And with the three different levels, you've got three different spaces, which cater for a wide variety of what people a, might a want. A wide variety, you know, like you've got the main 
area, which is, you know, the bustling. It's like the heartbeat. You've got the open kitchen, the pizzas coming out, the cocktails getting made. It's quite an intimate venue. Even though it's a big space, it's quite close together. So it creates like a really, you know, damn beautiful atmosphere. Then you've got the nest, which is up here, which is a more smaller, intimate space. If people want to come have a, you know, quiet chat up here, then the canvas is open all the time as well. Obviously, we've got the screens. If people wanted to put a bit of sports commentary on, watch sports, it can cater for that as well. But also, it's you know like a great like you know private dining space, like a great family space. You know, it, it just caters for all really, just like a smaller. I mean, if you can't get 150 to 100 people, and you know you just want a smaller, you know more intimate party, then this is perfect space really. So it works on all three different levels, which is fantastic. You serve food as well. What sort of food are we expecting here? Food, you know, it's quite a vast menu. We try and capture the whole market, so, but, you know, like the whole concept is bringing a city centre style bar to the village of Haworth. Like, we felt it's quite traditional in town. There is a couple of more, like, you know, modern bars now, like the Tap and Tonic and, like, the Cloth Store, but we felt, you know, a big venue. So, like, the food is, you know, it ranges from light bites with a lot of, you know, like, cool city centre dishes, you know, like the bow buns, you know, like, you know, pork belly lollipops, baskets of chicken with all the flavours you know we've got the loaded fries we've got the pizza oven which is you know you know like, like pretty flagship in the area that the pizzas are fresh sourdough they're all freshly made on site you know like proving really popular then we still do classic favourites from like your fish and chips your steaks and then we do a few twists on classic dishes as well Sounds fantastic. And of course, you've built up a very loyal customer base as well. Clientele who keep coming back and coming back and spreading the word. And um, the customers that actually come in the venue, like it's a wide demographic. Like we capture all ages. Sometimes you get like three generations of family inside the venue, you know, which is nice, which means people feel comfortable. Like we're very family oriented as well with the kids' menu. Lots of, you know, like cool, quirky features like the swing downstairs, which the kids seem to love. And it's another offering for Haworth because directly across the road from you is Haworth Railway Station and the Keith and Worth Valley uh, Railway. So it's another reason to come into Haworth. It all sort of bounces off to other businesses as well. It's like a domino effect, you know, like you don't tend to... If you come to Haworth, like you're going to enjoy the town. So people that come to the treehouse on a Saturday will maybe go on the steam train, they'll have a walk up the main street, maybe start in the breakfast shops such as Cobbles and Clay, you know, go to a few pubs up there, then wait the word down. So it's, you know, like a trickle-down effect, really. So, I mean, it's great for the town, we believe. We brought like, a lot of new custom that, you know, maybe wouldn't have come to Haworth. And a lot of businesses that are complementing each other, so it gives Haworth a very wide offering for people. I think 100%, it's becoming like a bit of a weekend destination as well, you know. I think it's nice to have lots of different style of pubs now, and I think, you know, the street's becoming much more vibrant. We've only just touched on a few nighttime highlights from around the Bradford district. So whether you're after a concert or theatre show, you want to relax in comfortable surroundings with friends or enjoy fantastic luxury dining, I'm sure you'll agree that this district has plenty to offer. Thanks for listening to the Explore with Visit Bradford podcast. To get more information on this remarkable part of West Yorkshire, head to visitbradford.com. Until next time, from the picturesque Haworth, goodbye from me, John Foster. John Foster.